Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and we have another packed show with reaction from Saturday's All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final and we look back on the Camogie season. We also look ahead to this weekend's All-Ireland Ladies Intermediate and Senior Football Finals. So I'm delighted to be joined by Sports Talk's Tom Brown. And we'll start with Camogie and the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Kilkenny won 14, Galway won 11. And after that game, I spoke to Player of the Match, Aoife Doyle, Captain Lucinda Gahan, Manager Brian Dowling and the superb Denise Gall. Aoife, congratulations, first of all, on the win and also on your award, you got player of the match. Four great points and a great win overall for you. Yeah, look, um, I suppose a few of them should have been goals, but sure, look, the heat of the day, like, I'm happy with the, with the few points and we got over the line at the end, so, yeah. They might have been going under, but they went over, so there were scores in the end for you. Yeah, exactly, I suppose every score counts. Um, and I suppose it's my first real big championship start, so, yeah, no, I'm happy with my performance. Anne was just talking about the young players coming in and giving those older players a lift and also the bit of competition. Yeah, look, like, even though Anne would be classed as one of the older (laughs) players on the panel, she still... Call her experienced. Yeah, exactly. She still puts it up to us. Like, she... Oh, like the older players really drive on the younger players and give us the confidence that we do need and I suppose that kind of the, the team like have such a good bond this year and like I, you wouldn't go out and wouldn't talk to like you talk to every single one of the girls like you're we're just such close this year and um, yeah I just think that really got us over the line even your celebration there's such a togetherness in that and when every one of you was going up individually to lift up the O'Duffy Cup I suppose it was surreal because you normally go up with your, your teammates yeah look my sister's on the team and we couldn't even go up together but sure look it's it's um the time of year and like you know what's going on but we're just we're just going to be happy to go home to our families that I suppose can't be here today with us um I know they'd all love to but sure look we'll go home and we'll celebrate with them now I tell you if you get them with Duffy Cup pictures and put them on Christmas cards there'll be sellers down in Kilkenny yeah exactly there would yeah talking about the game you know you were out there so obviously it was helter skelter for you eight times the sides are level it just shows you how tight the game was obviously the penalty but I think in the second half your performance and when you went ahead for the first time there was always that thing that you know you could keep that lead yeah look um, I suppose that's just basically showing our character on the field today and we've struggled to show our character the last few years but look Tommy and Brian and the lads like they all have it drilled into us that um, we all have amazing character every single one of the girls and we just I suppose struggled to bring it to the pitch and today we definitely brought it to the pitch What was it like running out and into an empty Crow Park? Yeah it was funny I suppose um, I suppose look there's nothing we can do about it but as I said like we'll go home to our families and we'll enjoy it with them and yeah. And the thing about it is your Camogie teammates are another family for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Like we spend we spent like you know, we're all in our bubble and <laughs> with COVID and everything, like we we spend it like three, four days a week together nearly and like oh like I class every single one of them as like my best friend and yeah. How is it now in this moment? I know you're doing interviews, you got that award, you're an All Ireland champion, but has it really sunk in, in some ways? Um, I suppose yeah like <laughs> with the girls and all the lads like congratulating each other and but I think it'll really hit home now when we go home for our families and seeing how proud they all are of us as well some of your celebrations I tell you you could have them on video would they Brian's celebrations or were they your own yeah look we're all, we all we were all dreaming of this day all year and look there was such a good um, atmosphere in the camp the last few weeks and I don't know we kind of had a sense that we would do it this year and we full we had full belief in the lads like Tommy and Brian and all the lads behind us like they were just pushing us on and like you know 
after every match they'd give you a text and say where you went right, say where you went wrong. Like that's the thing that I think I really got us over the line today. 2020 has been the strangest year, but it's ended on a high for yourselves. Yeah, definitely. It's been a funny year, but a great one in the end. Lucinda, first of all, congratulations. It must have been such a proud moment for you to walk up those steps to lift that O'Duffy Cup. Yeah, so proud. Um, you know, it's been a few years since I played with some of these girls and just experienced that moment again. Um, like, I never imagined that would happen, you know, like two years ago when I was doing something totally different, not even in the country. God, yeah, it's just an amazing feeling. I suppose at the start of the year even, and when COVID happened, did you even think that we'd have games? No, like it has been a long year and uh, we just kind of had to, even through COVID, you know, you're still doing your own training, you don't know when it's coming back. So, you know, there's really not been any break all year. We've been training all year since like November. Um, but look, there was just one goal in our minds and that was like lifting the O'Duffy Cup today and all the hard work throughout the year paid off. Yeah, so we're just really happy now today. What are you like sitting watching a game? Yeah, very tense. Like, it's like sometimes watching a film. I'm not good with horror films or anything and, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's like that. I'm putting my hands over my eyes, but yeah, like that game was just absolutely amazing. Like, every... Every player from 1 to 15 and subs that came on played their heart out and, you know, that's what it's all about. It was a battle in the first half. The second half, what was said at halftime? Because you're kind of upped your performance. Was it the fact that, you know, the first half was so tight? Yeah, it was so tight, but it was just kind of continuing on the hard work, like not dropping the heads, like staying focused and not like not letting anything distract you and you know we just we had all the team in there together all 36 of us and you know yeah a few words were said and it probably got us all psyched up and you look we just went out and played our best today and it got us over the finish line in the end yeah because when you went ahead it never really looked as if you were going to lose that lead even though Galway drew back there was just something in Kilkenny you kept on replying to that and then obviously the goal uh, Denise Gall one minute she's down in defence the next minute she's scoring a penalty look that's that's what it's all about Camogie hard work the team that puts the most effort in the team that works the hardest and I believe today we worked the hardest and that was the outcome you know we spoke about what a strange year isn't it great though that we can have our games I have to say you know for an empty stadium the Camogie Association have put on a great show and obviously the players were the main characters yeah look it's it's absolutely fantastic that you know we've been able to go ahead uh, with, this comp- with the championship because you know a lot of a lot of teams didn't get to go ahead and it's very difficult on them but you know things are strange but you know like you, you it's the love of the game and you don't think of the crowds or you know any that's you know you just we're just so grateful that I was able to go this far and we were able to finish off the competition like for us supporters you know we want to thank you the players for giving us something can I just say as well like I know there's all, everyone from Kilkenny we, we got so much support leaving Kilkenny today there were supporters out on the Dublin road in the freezing cold and it was just so overwhelming and it just meant so much to us it brought a tear to my eye and yeah like we're I just thought so the board great. before the match I don't know if you were able to because obviously you were too busy warming up but they had good luck messages for both counties up on the big screen and I like, just thought it was lovely yeah it's absolutely amazing all the all the schools around Kilkenny they, all the kids they've all kitted out in their jerseys left us messages all over to be honest I just try to cut social media off but yeah I know that they've been doing videos showing their support and look it's been great the, the support that's been behind us here and we're just so grateful as a team for that listen they've got new heroines now they have so thank you very much Lucinda and enjoy the celebrations thank you Brian you must be the happiest man in Crow Park at this moment in time your players are true heroes now yeah, look, it's, I said, uh, it's not about me, it's about them girls out there and uh, just so proud of them and so happy for them. Um, you know, I was in that dressing room last year and, you know, just, you could hear a pin drop, the devastation, the tears. Went back to the Red Cow Hotel and all the families there and everyone just crying and just everyone looking around and here we go again and after losing all our Ireland final and, you know, it's, you know, I had to have some hard conversations with girls during the year, whether they're going to come back, you know, could they face it again and, 
thankfully most of them came back and you know we're just so happy now to get over the line we're delighted sometimes they say you have to lose one before you win one unfortunately the girls had to lose three in a row but they never lost focus you know sometimes you can put the head down and say not again but every year they're coming back yeah look in fairness like you know Denise there standing beside me it's just you know just the character that these girls have it's it's incredible you know I probably was be harsh on girls at the time Denise and Dalton and Mary my asking to, to stand up and be counted in the second half and they, and they did you know they won the dirty ball they won the freeze Denise won the penalty and just cool and you know composed and, and buried it like you know and all in fine I, I haven't seen it myself yet now because I couldn't even watch it to be honest with you um, but look, I'm just so proud of them. Uh, you know, it's a pity their, their families aren't here to help celebrate with them, but I'm sure they're all at home and they're proud. It was a tight first half, but I think whatever you said at halftime, because the girls, I don't know, if they upped their performance in the second half, they were playing with more freedom. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know, look. I don't know what was, was something was said. I don't know, really. Um, I just think, look, that drive, that energy, that... It's just the heart of the last few years. I just said, look, we said at halftime, said, we're not going to feel this pain again. We're just there too many times, and... You know, we said all week, just don't hold back, you know, don't be don't be waiting for things to happen. And so like we started three forwards there, Mary O'Connell, Katie Nolan and Aoife Dyle, first ever all Ireland final between them. I think they end up six, seven points in play between the three. Aoife Dyle was taken off in Nationals All Ireland final after coming on the sub, she ends up prepared to the match. Katie Nolan went out in the second half, wing forward and I thought she was immense, you know. Mary O'Connell got through, just a Trojan amount of work and you know, just just every player bought into it, the 36 on the panel, everyone bought into it and uh, you know, to win this without, you know, Edwina Keane, Michelle Quilty, Katie Power, you know, all they're all stars, you know, and, and they're not with us there at the moment and, and you know, it's incredible what these girls have done. Character, listen, you're a busy man, you're all talked out at this stage, go off and join the celebrations with your team. Denise Gull, some performance from yourself, one minute you're down scoring a free, the next minute you're down in defence. You know, you must have put up some mileage today. I don't know. The one day we weren't wearing the trackers and we all, we all said we were trying to catch up with Katie Nolan. I think she ran eight kilometres in one match and and Dalton was giving out before the match that she wasn't wearing the trackers. She thought tonight she'd be at her, but sure. Look, I don't know. I probably wasn't meant to be down there because all I heard was Tommy Shefflin roaring at me to get back up to the forwards. It was probably more the legs are tired and I couldn't really move from the back. So, oh sure, look, I'd happy enough to come away with it anyway. The penalty. When it was awarded, were you just going to go for it? Because we were all wondering, was she going to put it over the bar or will she just go for it? And by God, you got uh, went for it. Yeah, I, I asked Dalton actually. I was like, oh sure, I don't know. I've been practicing away, I suppose. And look, I don't really be getting too nervous and things like that but the pressure is on I suppose and she just gave me the nod and she said just bury it so I tried my best anyway and look it's just one I hit sweetly I suppose I was practicing last Thursday there and probably miss hit a lot of them so I was happy it came right today. thing about it is as well in an empty stadium is there more pressure on you? I don't think so I don't know sure look there's an All-Ireland final it's going to be pressure whether, whether there's nobody here it's the full like I don't know you're always put pressure on yourself to score whether it's whether it's a challenge game with the club or what it is you know you always want to score so just delighted it came off today one word to describe though you and your teammates character like the last couple of years every year you've come back what is it in you to come back every year Denise I, yeah I think probably people the media probably feed into the losses a lot more than we do and they probably talk about oh do you kind of have the character when they get to Crow Park but I think it shows more character coming back year after exactly year it, yeah. yeah yeah so I think this year against Cork especially and the way we were just wrote off by everyone I suppose there's people injured and look massive losses Katie and, and Edwina and, and the girls so look it's just you know there's new girls blooded in and it kind of gave us all the older girls probably a bit more I don't know it was just something new as well like so gave us all a bit of a push on and I don't know yeah the girls I don't know how we keep coming back I think the I think the lockdown was probably a good thing the break for us like a lot of us are on the go there 10-11 years without getting a real break I suppose between playing colleges and everything as well in between so it probably done us the world of good and kind of get back a bit of a passion to us like after the Cork match I really just felt like something was there for us this year and yeah because you went through the group stages no problem yeah. but that Cork game is is where we've seen a Kilkenny side that could actually win the All-Ireland. Oh yeah, I think like, especially the backs there against Cork are just unbelievable, just relentless, just wanting to leave them through and look, I suppose, yeah, just showed a lot in that match and it kind of gave us confidence coming into today. Like we knew Galway would get get on top at times and it was just a matter of sticking with him, sticking with him and look, it opened up in the second half and like we were making the goal chances today, we probably didn't other years as well. And like we just, I suppose, just 
brilliant to come out here on the right end of the result for once and no complaints like so you mentioned defence and in that first half as well it was a real cagey affair it was like a boxing match to got the goal and you always knew though that Kilkenny were going to come back and it was going to be a huge second half um, yeah I suppose look it, it, yeah it was it was really tight like couldn't even get on it at all in the forwards at all like myself and Dalton were probably out of a bit and you're kind of just then trying to make space for other girls to get on it but like the second half just opened up like Grace ran through a few times and, and um, delighted she got her point there to be on to our training the whole time but I knew she'd get on Today now. Denise Gall taught her everything she knows. <laughs> she was, I, did, I did in fairness, Grace now she'd be up in Dublin on her own there and she'd be she'd be out on the pitch and she'd be practicing and practicing so absolutely thrilled for her now. So we won't we won't talk about the one she missed hit there at the end. We'll <laughs> mention all you know the older players, sorry, the experienced players yeah, like yourselves, right. the young players as well today, like look at Aoife. Oh yeah, absolutely thrilled for Aoife. Um, like um I don't know, I'm just absolutely delighted for her. She's a brilliant girl and she's just the nicest thing, like um no, so be thrilled for the girls like and Michelle Tien, like the last two matches now like to be honest I thought Michelle should have been on the team a long time ago before before this year like and she probably didn't really get the chance and by God did, she, did the girls take the chances they were given today and look it just rejuvenates the whole thing like to see young girls like that and give them the confidence in the future now going on that they're up there with the best like you know Aoife Ryan Markin probably one of the best cornerbacks in Heather Cooney and you know, she she'd be going home happy anyway. Your pressure on the goal with puckouts as well. You know, I thought your your game plan today was spot on. Um, yeah, I suppose we done a lot of research. I think um the final last year probably taught us a lot about Galway. I, I suppose you could hear them calling things for the puckouts, and you kind of had an idea what they were trying. And look, I suppose the goal came off the puckout for them, the same as last year. So we kind of learned. I think at half time we kind of regrouped and kind of got to grips with it a bit better. So yeah, just delighted it all just worked out on the day. You're here, shivering, strange year, but what a way to end it, Denise. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. We're going home now for the hot toddy. So. <laughs> <laughs> So Tom, after the heartbreak of the last number of years, Kilkenny are All-Ireland Senior Camogie Champions. A deserved win for them over the reigning champions Galway and the character that they have shown to come back year after year. It was evident again. Fantastic win for uh, Kilkenny. You could have seen from, if you were watching closely at Kilkenny from the the off of the season, uh, they were getting their positional switches. Apart from the slow start against Cork in the semi-final, they really went on and like in a game where they were very much the underdogs uh, produced absolutely phenomenal performances. And when you think of the amount of players like the likes of Michelle Quilty and Katie Power that they have out injured as well, it's a fantastic achievement for them. Yeah, well, it was a lot of things that Brian Dowling, a rookie manager, first year in charge as a manager, obviously he was there last year as a selector, but he had to try put his own stamp on the team while having the knowledge that he was going to be without some of his better players um, on the panel for this season and I think a lot of credit has to go to uh, Brian Dowland for the remarkable work and achievement he has done as in picking the girls up from losing three in a row to give them the confidence and give them the belief and put a little bit of hunger and fire in their belly to actually go again for the season especially in a season where it was delay, delay, delay like a lot of those girls could easily have just given up and say it's not going to be our time we had our one all Ireland that's it great strength in character from the management team I know Tommy Shafton was there and all he's getting a lot of plaudits for his stick work and all of that kind of work that he brings into his gameplay and game style which is very good but I have to say I was very impressed with Kilkenny 
from the get-go in the way they were going about their business nice and quietly and uh, they peaked really at the right time their full back line and half back line especially in the first half were just sensational they just didn't have enough of firepower up front a lot of their like what I would call superstar forwards just didn't fire and I thought maybe leaving off Rebecca Henley was kind of an odd choice to me especially when she can be a major threat from the sideline cuts in a tight game like that credit to uh, Galway they've been good champions they were just beaten by a better team on the day but they'll be back and uh, they'll have a lot of fire in their belly to come back and try to reclaim the, the crown next year Exactly a lot of people were on about the second string teams couldn't compete in the other grades but I think it did give a chance to other counties to come through you look in the intermediate we had down and then also you look at the junior final when it was Cavan and Armagh in the final then Armagh won that game so it was great to see those counties coming through yeah, it's nice to see those counties coming through. Obviously, very bitter uh, disappointment for the, the second strings of the Galways and the Kilkennys and that. But um, they'll have a chance next season to rectify all of that and kind of put their stamp on the championship. But it was a nice kind of change of scenery from what we've normally used to within the intermediate and junior. That we got to see the likes of the Cavans and Armagh in the finals, and uh, it's good. Well, we have to give credit to the Camogie Association for the way they ran the games and the finals and we want to thank all the players for the games. I know it's just over but we're kind of looking forward now to 2021, aren't we? Yeah, well, 2021 is fast approaching. The leagues will start uh, in the ladies' football anyway in February and then the uh, leagues will start in the Camogie shortly after that. So a lot of teams, especially the teams maybe that were out of championship there a couple of weeks ago will be, they're getting in place their, their gym programmes and that and getting ready for the uh, 2021 season and after January comes all will be forgotten about 2020 and it'll be moved on and the next trophy entitled to win for all these players We'll move on to ladies football on Sunday at 1.15 in Crow Park it's the All-Ireland Intermediate Final between Meath and Westmeath and I got the views of Longford captain Michelle Farrell on that game and we also talked a little bit about her own county Meath and Westmeath it's going to be a mouth-watering intermediate final. Both teams were impressive in the groups. Yeah, definitely. Um, both teams, I suppose, are, are are impressive. They have a lot of really good players and both have been there for the last couple of years. Um, it's a hard one to call, to be honest. Westmead are, I think Westmead have that little bit of extra experience, but Mead have the kind of have been there and thereabouts for the last few years and have a lot of drive in them and even though they're young they're like they're fast and they're fish and they're they work well together so it'll be you know it'll be an interesting an interesting final now contrasting semi-final wins Mead's great win over Clare it was tighter for Westmead with their win over Roscommon you probably learn more from a tight game than you would from an easy enough one yeah yeah I think so I was actually surprised with the with the Mead Clare game I thought that that would have been tighter um, but I suppose I don't really. I actually didn't see didn't see that game, so I can't say much on it. The Westmead or Scammon one, yeah, like you, you kind of nearly knew that was going to be tight. Like we would have played Roscommon earlier in the year as well, and they're a strong team, and they've kind of very similar players on the Westmead and the Roscommon team. Like they've they've a lot a good mix of kind of experience and and youth there, like um, kind of strong, tall, physically strong players as well, and um, so. And then kind of, I kind of actually find them even similar to play against in that they're, um, they're kind of just they're, a lot of their players have been there for so long that you just know that experience on the field can, can make such a difference to them. And um, Roscommon are definitely another one to look out for next year um, with Diana Hora taking them over as well. I was going to say that we, we know Diane well. You mentioned me yeah. being there before and the fact that this is going to be the third All-Ireland final in a row, it shows the character there, you know, to come back. It's a bit like Kenny with the Camogie, to come back year yeah. after year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the disappointment from the last the last two years for them has been something that has driven them on, and they've learned from it. And I will definitely see that in the final, that every year that, that you even get to play in Coke Park, like that's, that's something new as well for the first year, and even the second year they would have had new players in. Most of the panel this year will have that experience behind them and will have learned from playing Tipperary last year and will, I suppose, use that to, to just kind of push them on. Whereas Westmead probably haven't been in Coke Park in a couple of years and although they've been playing Division 1 teams, there's still that kind of newness of being in Coke Park to some of the players might be a disadvantage to them. So, um, yeah, no, it's a, it'll be interesting, all right. Yeah, because... 
Longford have played both teams. I know we didn't play Mead this year. We played them yeah. twice last year and then obviously West Mead this year. And as you said, very similar. Their game plan will be quite similar. They've got tight backs and then they've got free scoring forwards. Yeah, they, they really are. And they have... They've, um, sorry, just another phone call coming through there, but it's gone now. Um, they're very similar players in that they, they defend really well. They defend as a as a pack and... Um, when it when it's coming when they come out of it then they're just going at pace and it's always the one thing that when you're playing either of those teams like you're just I say as a half forward like you know that your your wing back is just going to go flying up the field and it's your job to try and stop it so like they're they're both very similar in that so it'll be interesting to see how they how they match up against each other with that um, but yeah they're, they're quite strong at the defence and the, the kind of transition from defence to attack Once you get back down to the intermediate it's tight enough I know in recent years teams have gone back up like the likes of Tyrone and Tipperary but Kildare are still there and for Westmead it would be great you know relegated last year and immediately go straight back up you mentioned them playing Division 1 football but then playing Crow Park so it's a bit of a different experience for them Yeah yeah it really is um, I suppose it's kind of for, for Westmead, I, I think just that bit of experience though, of playing against those bigger teams, like like I suppose for the senior games and that, they're probably more used to playing on the bigger pitches and the kind of, not Crow Park as such, but all the other ones around the, the country that they'll be playing in Cork and all those other ones. But um, I suppose Westmead will, be, will have that to their advantage. Mead, like I, I think bo- both teams are, are going to be in a good position in that they've kind of had... They've had enough games, game time, and enough experience now, kind of, to to learn how to even manage a final. Um, and I think that even is a huge thing. Whereas, like a, a a team that's in in a final for the first time in a long time, or coming up to a big game, I suppose it's hard to manage it, and probably be kind of hard to call. I think for them, I think yourself, you know what it's like to play in a big game. What's it like the week before? Unfortunately, don't know what it's like to, to lead up to an intermediate final, but I suppose that's the goal that we're trying to get mm-hmm. to, and hopefully we do. But ah, Look, it's it's excitement and it's excitement and nervousness and you're you're kind of hoping that you have enough done and you're looking forward to it and you're looking forward to the buzz of it and uh, yeah, it's just it's a bit of everything and like I suppose the week and the couple of weeks before a big match or like any sort of kind of bigger game with your county, you're kind of there's always that bit of an extra buzz at training and with the group and you're kind of nearly meeting up a little bit more and that sort of stuff. So I think that's just kind of stuff that you kind of remember and you look forward to and that you want to get back to as a player like they're the kind of things that, that you, you really enjoy the most is I suppose that kind of buzz with the team and with the management and the bit of crack and although you're nervous you know everyone else is nervous too and stuff so yeah you'd like to be in that position again and hopefully we the, the Longford girls do get that chance again soon to, to do it. Yeah because 2016 back in Crow Park the famous win over Antrim it, it was some comeback so as you said it'd be great to be back there hopefully soon ah, yeah yeah, absolutely and I suppose it's a, any, any footballer's dream no matter if you're it was, what grade or what what you're playing at you, know, you want to get to Crow Park and you want to be playing in finals and stuff so um, definitely it's it's one of the ones that you'd look forward to and any chance you get to play in it at all um, in a final like that and even if it's only a league final you're looking forward to even that kind of playing in Crow Park but any of those bigger games, um, you're yeah, you're definitely really looking forward to it, and it's the buzz around it, and even getting getting that far is um, it just shows that you're making good progress, and it kind of gives a buzz for the even the year after, kind of because people want to play then because they've seen the the positivity of it. So yeah, hopefully now we can get back to there. The key battles on Sunday, it'll be a case of everyone be watching the matchups and that. But where do you see the key battles? Yeah, oh god, it's it's a tough one because there's for both teams there's very strong players and there's very kind of different players I suppose like um, just from playing from playing against Mead kind of last year I suppose like I suppose you're always looking out for like as we as I mentioned earlier like the strong runners from the back like they're just so quick to to transition from from kind of their full back line to the half forward line like that just it goes so quick so the likes of Aideen Cleary there just would run all day for Mead so. Um, I suppose the Westmead ones will have to be looking out for her running, but like like that, they're well able to do that. They're used to that. So, um, the same with that. Like uh, Vicky Wall, I suppose Emma Duncan is a brilliant player there, and like it's funny, they're all so young as well, which is great for Mead. 
then they have the, the few older girls that have experience like they have Monica and the goals just I suppose just completely guiding them through yeah. so. but then I suppose on the other hand Westmead are the same and they have they have a lot of players there like Joanna Maher in the field is just always talking and I know from playing against her like completely always guiding everybody through what they need to do communicating chatting to everybody telling them where to go what to do and like that's, that's the kind of advantage I suppose that they probably will have is that they're just that little bit kind of more experienced and knowing where to be and where to go and how to help each other and stuff um, but they do too have the forwards in, in the forward line they have the kind of sharp shooters and uh, like against Ustry seen it like um, mm. between Lucy McCartan and Kira Blundell and all them girls they're well able to kick scores and get goals when they need them and that so yeah it'll be interesting um Interesting one to see how they do actually pair up against each other. If I was to give Michelle Farrell a few bob to go into Paul Fay Bookmakers, who would you put your money on? Because it's going to be a tight one. I think a lot of us will probably sit on that fence and it needs to be sturdy, but... Yeah, yeah I don't know, to be honest. And I'm kind of, I'm very much on the fence myself. And even like um, a, a competitor's county where we're going, oh God, like which team would you rather not play next year? And I'm still, you're going, oh, they're, they're both, yeah, they're both, both yeah. strong. And, um, I don't know, I'm going I'm to call, I'm going to say probably, I'm going to just touch on with me just because they have that bit of experience and that but again I don't know <laughs> I don't know I think it'll be very tight You look at how both teams have gone through the groups and you're on about how strong they are should we regrade again because at the moment there's only one senior team next year there'll be a Leinster Championship because we'll either have Westmeath or Meath up there you yeah. know should there be regrading again because certain counties you know are probably good enough to make that I don't know yeah it's, I suppose it's probably never thought about it's hard to call it like I do think the Intermediate Championship has got so competitive Mm. which is great and we love that it's competitive I'd rather be in it than be in a lesser one and not having put the standard to get to I suppose that's a testament to the standard that the senior has got to in that like getting up there you're playing like in fairness to Tipperary they're, they're doing exceptionally well for like from where they were a couple of years ago to now holding their own up there um, so I don't I don't think it's a thing that we need to regrade I just think it's probably a thing that there needs to be more of a focus on the development of the smaller counties and the counties like us that are trying to, to do well in intermediate and hope to build someday to being in the senior because there is a little bit of a gap there and it comes down to, I suppose, just the buy-in in every county and like you see the difference that, I suppose, structure and development make for the counties. So probably not more, not, not towards the regrading, but more so kind of more focus on development and... Yeah, that, that's what I would think anyway. At the start of the year, you were honoured being named Longford captain. It was the strangest of, of years yeah. for yourself. Yeah, it was a really weird year and was, we were really looking forward to the start of the year and this was, we, we probably didn't have a great start to the league this year. Um, just whatever was, was going on and then COVID hit and I suppose, yeah, it was a weird one. You're kind of where you'd hope to be as a captain, I suppose, trying to prepare a team and work with a team over the summer, like in, in the real kind of, the, the months that you love kind of going to train and when it's nice and sunny and it's bright and you can have a bit of crack uh, we were all sitting at home and you were doing your, your workouts over Zoom and stuff and it was yeah it was just weird and it's kind of I suppose it's hard to keep people interested in that because like come day like April, May, June you're trying to say to people oh like we could be back in a few weeks and yeah. people are thinking we might or we mightn't we mightn't be back for a year or like we might do that like so it's very hard to for everyone to keep on that same mentality of caring to be but kind of back playing so yeah no it definitely was a weird one and it was a challenge but fair play to, the, to all the girls in fairness they all kind of stuck with it and we had the majority of the panel were back when we had when we came back in and to be fair everyone really enjoyed training when we did come back and I think it was probably it was really a great outlet for everybody to actually have that training and obviously with all the precautions that was there but no I really enjoyed going back in and in fairness the girls did put in a good effort hopefully we can just build on that again now going into next year I think it probably gave a lot of people this appreciation for the sport in it I know myself I was mad to get out back covering it yeah. you play in it club and county because your club got to the intermediate final in Longford you mentioned about um, development in that and over the last number of years Longford have been doing very well at underage under 16 B All-Ireland last year and then the minor B All-Ireland still very young but there's a lot of talent that's coming through Oh yeah, there definitely is, and there is great players coming up, and we've we've kind of seen it first time this year with the, the younger girls that have came on to our panel. 
and that they come up and they're so eager to play and they're so eager to train and they want to learn and um, in fairness to them like they have brilliant skill levels and that I probably just think in terms of development there probably should be more for that age group and that the, the girls that are coming up from under 16 and minor are coming straight into a senior panel it's a huge step yeah, it's a huge step, and then like like that, like you've seen us playing this year. Like we had most of our team were probably like there was a lot of probably the yeah. average age was about twenty because there's a few of us tipping it over on the other side. But, but the thing um, about it is, Michelle, you know, you've been around for so long. You know, you're one of the more experienced players for Longford, but you're still quite young yourself. Yeah, and I suppose that's the thing is like, see, I'm only 25 now, and I'm in my, I'm going into my 10th season playing senior, senior county football. Like, so you can see why there's probably a need for a, a, a more of a stepping stone there because, like, I started when I was 16, 17, and that, like, after a couple of years, people could get burnt out, and mm. like a lot, I'm sure a lot of people have, like, a lot of the girls I've played with, I don't play anymore because they might play a club, but they're not. They just I suppose aren't able to keep that commitment up. So. There's probably a lot of pressure on the younger girls in Longford at the moment to keep the senior team going, and I think that's where the development needs to be. It's not more, like, definitely keep the young ones coming up, but also focus on retaining the older players that we have, like the 26-year-olds, the 27-year-olds, the 28-year-olds. Like, why are they not playing? Like, what's being developed for them? So, like, that's where I think the focus should be. In Longford, it's from the 22s to the 28s. Keep them in line, keep them playing, keep them interested, rather than focusing on an under-16 team, which obviously do focus on them, but try and mix them well together. Like a lot of counties, you look at you look at Cork. I was talking to Eric O'Shea last week, a young girl that you know played underage football and then got a chance. She's still minor this year, and you know she was able to step up into the Cork senior team, but. In a lot of counties, that it doesn't happen like that. Whereas in Longford, as you said, you look at the young girls. It does girls that were playing juvenile last year now playing senior now playing against Westmead. It's a huge step up. Yeah, it is, and I like for that. Like it's you have to be you have to you have to have people there that's going to coach them along, and and I think like there needs to be a bit more of a build up in in terms of getting people ready for playing a senior a senior game um, or intermediate games for our, for our like but for like 16 year olds 16, 17 year olds to be thrown in like I know say when I started when I started like my first year on, on the senior panel like I don't think I started a game second year I might have started a few games or got into it and was kind of but was constantly being been kind of given direction and yeah. that but like the, the probably average age group that time might have been 25, 26 yeah. and we were there was a few of us coming up there was maybe five or six of us that came up together and we kind of all struggled to get our, our positions on the team and we eventually did build up to it whereas now it's kind of like there was 16, 17 year olds coming up and they were being relied on for every game and they were being relied on to start and go up and mark like like in fairness and in fairness they all done brilliant yeah. jobs and cannot fault them this this isn't their fault at all like they, they were brilliant and only for them but like say you had Grace Shannon like her first year playing with us this year she done really well but like she was marking girls who were playing for the county for maybe 12 years yeah. like, do you know what like just for that it's very hard for people and then you go out and you could play against the likes of Westmead and you lose by a lot and kind of the, it kind of starts to get negative for you straight away so like I just think there needs to be more kind of probably development in terms of keeping the older girls mixing them well and letting letting the older girls bring up bring them up kind of as they go along like and as you said there's always going to be there's always going to be two or three maybe of the younger girls that come up because they're just that little bit kind of at a higher standard and they'll come up but the other ones will catch up with them eventually Um. so yeah it's just it's kind of probably just a bit of work to be done and something that like we have been chatting ourselves as players that we all kind of want to get involved in, in is how can we keep the how can we keep a mix of an age group and um, so it's something that we're kind of already thinking about and trying to do a bit of work on that's great to have you know and it's great in your role as captain that you're doing that I remember you know when you were first started hitting it with Longford and you were playing soccer as well and I remember you playing games with Longford and then tagging out for the soccer as well you know how did you do it back then? 
suppose it was just a sport. It's just the thing that you just get used to doing mm. it. And um, I suppose there was a group. Does it in fairness? There was a great kind of gang of us doing it at the time. In terms of like the other girls there that are still playing now, like like Savi Marini, Aoife Darcy, Ashton Reynolds, Leanne Keegan, Claire Farrell, all of those girls, um, Ashton Cosgrove. So it was like there was a big group of us who all played soccer yeah. together, kind of coming up through the ranks. We play, we played with Longford Town, and then we played with the with the county team. And like I suppose when you have when you had a group of us who all really enjoyed it, and like there was lo- loads more girls along with that, and we all really enjoyed it. And I suppose we got on, we had success at underage, and I suppose that's why we we enjoyed it so much. And that we were successful with Longford Town, and we were successful with our underage coming up. And that we suppose we we just wanted to keep it going for as long as possible. And I suppose we still are. <laughs> we're, we're still trying to. We're still all trying to play together and that. But there comes a time when you have to. You can't commit to both soccer and Gaelic. And that unfortunately came when we had to go to college and stuff like that. And actually start like trying to get yourself through college, doing job, part time jobs and stuff. So there's only so much you can do. But no, we just loved it so much. And like I think I think it was great. And I'm glad that we did it like we had such good times kind of throughout that and we got to travel length and breadth of the country with, with it so no we had great times A new manager will be in place um, with Longford next year after Enda Sheridan stepped down are you hoping then that whoever comes in or even the new executive listen to the players and take on board what you would like I know you're not telling them this is what you want but you're telling them in a way this is how we think it can help Longford football yeah yeah absolutely and I think it's always good to get a player's perspective mm. definitely I like we are we are really willing to work with them and we'd hope that they'd like to listen to us in that I think we've been there long enough and we've kind of we've seen and like even if it's chatting to past players and it was something that we kind of suggested last year was that why don't we work more together? Why don't we communicate more together in terms of, um, in fairness to Enda, Enda was really, really strong at that. That was one thing. He, he, was, he was always getting players' perspective and giving yeah. it back to the county board just in terms of what we needed, like food and strength and conditioning and stuff like that. And in fairness, there was massive jump in the standards that we got over the last two years. And in fairness, that's down to the county board and down to Enda. So we just hope that that does continue, even if there's new people in place with the with the board. And even last year's chairman, Declan, was he was very kind of involved in us as players to say like, where do you need work and where do you need help with? And hopefully that can continue with whoever does does come come on board because yeah, no, like we really like if you chat to any player, like everyone really wants to to actually develop and. So if, some people might say we're always giving out but you're only giving out because you're demanding higher standards it's not because you're giving out that somebody's asking you to do something it's just probably they're not asking you to do enough definitely we're really willing to work with anyone who will work with us well hopefully now for next year it'll be the start of something in January Ballamore they're in a Leinster Junior Finals so it's great to see that and obviously it was great to have games this year and I'd say you're probably looking ahead to next year and saying you know when the fixtures come out that things will start again Ah oh, yeah no definitely and in fairness um, we like to, to the Ballymore girls and to the, like, to the the standard of the club football in Longford even this year was, was great and even playing against playing in the intermediate and watching the senior games like you can see the talent is there and I think everybody knows the talent is there so hopefully this the new board and the new manager and players group, hopefully everyone works really well together and can push on in that because there's there's so much that can that can be done and um it's just a matter of both making it gel and the interest is there, so hopefully it does work and we're definitely eager and like we we still have our players group going there and like people are eager to get going and they're working away doing their gym work and stuff now, so it's great to see that that has started to become close the culture and that the players do want to, want to keep working away at that. And at half three, it's reigning champions Dublin who are going for four in a row against the Queen Pins of Ladies Football Cork. Tom, Cork have only lost one All-Ireland final and that was back in 2018 against Dublin. While Dublin have lost six, but they've defeated Cork last year at the semi-final stage and obviously then that win the year before. It's going to be an intriguing battle. Yeah, it is going to be an intriguing battle. Like, um, I would count Cork and Dublin to be the the two premier teams in the uh, ladies' football. I know Galway got there last year, um, but Cork had to meet Dublin in the semi-final and that's cancelled out one of those but this is going to be a great, great game. Um, I was just actually trying to refresh my mind and refresh my 
knowledge of the, the semi-final between Cork and Galway and unfortunately all you can see on the, the pages I'm refreshing is about the controversy mm. which is nothing that Cork could have done about it they handled the occasion uh, well and they're in the final now and they are going to be a serious threat to uh, Dublin Sporn and Rothschild on Sunday Cork were impressive in that semi-final against Galway when we think of the game I was lucky to be at it well Dublin they showed why they're champions as a defeated Armagh who really put it up to them yeah, well, Dublin are a fantastic side, coached by an absolutely brilliant manager. A manager, I think, that will be very, very high in demand when it comes to his time when he decides to step away from the ladies' football game. Um, and then uh, you have the likes of Nicole Owens, who got started the last day, mm-hmm. but coming back from injury with first touch, she got a goal. She's going to be an absolute revelation for them in the final. I think uh, she's been one of our favourite players over the last couple of years. Slightly goes unnoticed, slightly kind of... Um, underrated a small bit but then they have like some superstar footballers and they will not be uh, taken lightly on Sunday by Cork and uh, Dublin won't take Cork lightly either so it's going to be a fantastic game but um, fantastic players in that Dublin team Sinead Goldrick uh, Siobhan McGrath Lauren McGee an absolute brilliant midfielder Carla Rowe of course and then uh, Captain Sinead Hearn obviously is going to be to the fore with, with the, the freeze and then Noel Healy who has been a very very good player over the last couple of years they're just a superstar team Yeah Sinead O'Hearn had to go off injured against Armagh but it looks as if she will be fighting fit for the game you then look at Cork and the players they had it was good spread of scores they had against Galway obviously Orla Finn is the player that can pop over the freeze you know for the Dublin defenders it's a bit like Sinead O'Hearn with Dublin who are conscious of conceding freeze because you don't want to give it in a place that O'Hearn or Finn can score Melissa Duggan then came up and, and got a goal as well so there's going to be key battles all over that field key battles all over the field and that's a good point because just thinking back at last year's semi-final I thought Cork got their tactics uh, wrong they kind of sat off and they kind of respected uh, the Dublin too much and then when they pushed up they kind of got on pretty good against uh, Dublin like last year if I, my memory serves me right Hannah Looney was pushed back into the full mm. full back line to kind of do a job which she did very well but you needed her out to field so what I would suggest is Cork push up and go for it against against uh, good Dublin not to be afraid of them because they have the firepower up front they'll be there thereabouts on Sunday Yeah Armagh were able to expose that Dublin defence a few times in their semi-final Dublin will have to be tighter on Sunday with, with those Cork forwards Yeah Dublin will have to be tighter but if you're playing against Dublin and you want to go and try pin them back in their own half at the field you will be susceptible to the kind of fast breaking forwards that they have the half forwards and half back lines that didn't come in a wave and they can cut through you like a knife through butter so it's going to be a tactical battle I would say this is very much going to be a kind of more defensive game from both sides to start off it's going to be cagey and I'm actually predicting that it will be a draw and uh, it'll go to extra time so a little bit like the Camogie the Camogie was quite cagey in the first half and it was a bit like a boxing match as well where where both teams were trying to get to know each other I was actually going to say to you if I gave you a few bob where would you put your money you're saying a draw and extra time will we have the first shootout to decide a ladies All-Ireland final or will it be one in extra time and who do you think will win it I think it's going to be a draw and I think Dublin are going to come out on top in extra time that's just my gut feeling the Camogie was very cagey in the first half but it's because both sides had absolutely brilliant defences like you know they were excellent and it was a good uh, spectacle but there was a lot of hooking and blocking in that game and I think it's going to be the same against Cork and uh, Dublin it's going to be just hell for leather as regards girls putting the body on the line you know the hurt that Hannah Looney has from last year she's back in, on the, in the All-Ireland final and on that stage and she, they're not going to relinquish uh, any sort of ground to Dublin Sunday and it's going to be a very very good tactical battle between Efi and um, between uh, McBorn Talking to Frank Brown last week he reckons that Efi didn't decide 
to come back for anything. It was an All-Ireland title. And, you know, the fact that they've only lost one All-Ireland final. I know Dublin have got the sign on them the last couple of championships. I just think Cork might, I'm maybe sitting on the, with the Rebel County's fence. But as you said, it's going to be a fantastic game. Unfortunately, we're not going to make a record with people going to it. There's nothing else on, no clashes, that people can sit down, relax, watch it on TG Carter. If they can't and they're out and about, got their phones and keep up to date on Sports Talk because we'll be doing uh, live Twitter um, from both the intermediate and the senior games. You know, we're, we're going to have two fantastic games of football. Yeah, two games. The intermediate, obviously Westmead and Mead, that's going to be a titanic battle. Uh, we both tipped Westmead at the start of the year, but haven't seen them in the semi-final against Roscommon and haven't seen Mead in the semi-final against Clare. I'm not so sure it's going to be as confident a win for Westmead as I initially thought it's going to be a good game obviously Mead have had the heart for the last couple of years look it's going to be an absolute sensational day on Sunday and I think the ladies football I know they got it wrong in the semi-final and they even got it worse with their explanation from the president but I think they'll put on a good show and uh, they'll rectify all the wrongs that was done this year including the All-Ireland Schools game not going ahead for some reason but it'll be a spectacle on Sunday and it'll definitely be worth tuning into because there's two absolute fantastic games to, to be looked at Well Michelle Farrell reckons that our neighbours Westmeath can do it I know you'll be cheering on the girls in Maroon and I think as you said you know we've always kind of said that our, our favourites have been Westmeath but it's going to be another tight game and I'd say it could be one in the last five, ten minutes. Big news, the WGPA and the GPA are going to merge, which is fantastic for both and maybe we might see some push for the organisations to come under one organisation, the GA. Yeah, that's a very positive move. Do you know as much as I know, Dee, that if that is to happen and if everybody is to merge together, there's a lot of people going to lose out in positions. There's a lot of people going to lose out in power. And uh, I'm not so, so sure it's going to be as a quick fix or a quick solution. I think this will drag on and drag on until they eventually to come together. But uh, there's a lot of pros and cons to coming together with the men's... Uh, so I think the ladies are doing a fantastic job, the ladies' football and the camogie. If they can combine together to sort out that kind of fixture with the dual star players and just give a little bit more credit to the players rather than just like uh, the president of the LGFA saying, oh, so they're still be delighted to be playing in Crow Park. That's not the be-all and end-all of ladies' football. And I think we've moved on from that kind of narrative that people just want to play in Crow Park even if it's empty or even if it's at all hours of the night like you know um, I think the girls are a little bit more serious than that about their, their what they're trying to achieve and I think there'll be a lot of men and in the men's game and women's game again I'll say it that will lose positions and it'll all come down to who's going to lose their positions and what effect that's going to have and that'll be the main factor in it is who's going to lose the positions it's not anything to do with the players at all uh, everybody knows they should be coming together uh, into one committee and kind of brand themselves and the amount of opportunities that we will have from that is unbelievable but again do you see the, that anybody's going to relinquish their little power uh, position Power is the word, and I was going to say that too. Tom, thank you so much. Really looking forward to Sunday's game. Sports Talk will be in Crow Park, and we'll have reaction from both the ladies' intermediate and senior finals on next week's show. So until then, stay safe and slong a fall.